It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 108 minutes to quarantine failure. Master One. caution. One. No current alarms. Two. Vault temperature Nine. within normal parameters. Two. Vault Zero. pressure within normal One. parameters. Vault Five. humidity within normal Two. parameters. Vault Two. integrity test Zero. report secured. Zero. Talk show. We'll do it live. I'm Sergeant Drano, and you are listening to a communication from Station 7, or The Door. Station 7 is a sociological experiment in progress for members of the Dharma Initiative and fans of Lost and The Walking Dead, so we're going to go ahead and open up our lines for anyone who wants to communicate. Opening communications channel. Waiting. Waiting. Well, Lost is over. Satellite uplink established. But it turns out, Damon and Carlton's prediction was true. What's really fun is to actually have a character back who is dead, but isn't really dead. When someone dies on Lost, they're dead. And that's really it. Like, we're not trying to be sneaky and they're going to come back as a zombie. Or... Year 7, you're going to regret that zombie comment. I am. I am really going to regret that. <laughs> Year 7 is actually, the subtitle was Lost Zombies. <laughs> and it's just everybody who we've killed off over the years coming back and trying to eat It'll be cool. It'll be like it'll be like Stephen King. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. So today we review episodes 73 and 74 of The Walking Dead. The titles of the episodes are Always Accountable and Heads Up. We'll rate the episodes, review things a bit, and. Follow it up with the Walkers of the Week, the Roger Awards, and our survival scenario. Last but not least, we'll make some spoiler-free predictions for what we think might happen next. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. <sighs> All this housework to do, and I have to look good for that dinner party tonight. I wish there was an accessory that could help me. Did someone say, help me? Who are you? I have flashed from the future to tell you about the Amazing Lost Scarf. Amazing Lost Scarf? Tell me more. Okay. The Amazing Lost Scarf is the scarf that does it all. Sharp enough to cut through this tin can, 
but soft enough to swaddle your baby to sleep. Wow, I'm impressed. But what about my dinner party tonight? Speaking of sharp and soft, wear the amazing law scarf to look sharp on the town or in the soft candlelight of a romantic dinner at home. There's got to be a catch. How do I clean it? Simple. Just swish it around in a coconut bowl of seawater and a drop of Dharma-style shampoo. Can it core an apple? Yes, it can core an apple. Razzle-dazzle, I'm sold. And you will be too. The Amazing Lost Scarf by Chronoco is just fifteen forty-two. Order now and you'll get another 107 scars. That's 108 scars in all for the same fifteen forty-two. Call one three three four three one six lost Search iTunes under Lost in Order or go to the address lostinorderpodcast.wordpress.com. Ships to the U.S. and Canada. Sorry, they're not going to Guam. Awesome. <laughs> I love Miss Wendy's enunciation on that. <laughs> yes, it will core a apple. <laughs> okay, let's see uh, who we've got on the line for tonight. Mission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? We're doing all right. Happy to you tonight. How's your Thanksgiving? Oh, not too bad. I had some turkey and some stuffing and some cranberry relish. It was yeah. quite nice. Yeah, How about me. you, Brian? Lots of turkey, lots of stuffing, macaroni and cheese, snap bean casserole. Loved it. Snap bean casserole. Nice. <laughs> okay, let's see who else had Thanksgiving. Incoming transmission from Michael. Hey, Michael. Did you have Thanksgiving? Yes, I did. And it what was, were you thankful for? Uh, a lot of stuff, including my family. That was one of the biggest things. Your family but, uh, was one of the biggest things you were thankful for? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, this is the same for me. Weird. Totally weird. Okay, uh, did anybody else have Thanksgiving? Incoming transmission from Mr. Bad. Hey, Mr. Bad, how are you doing today? Excellent, Sergeant, excellent. I, too, had a excellent uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, unfortunately, everybody was thankful for the uh, family, and by the time it went around the table, I was uh, ready to puke, but uh, puke. I did not. No, no. No uh, puke. I even have a recording of uh, of the family eating. <laughs> a little bit Everybody gets a little uh, excited with the potato food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they all took their turns gnawing at various uh, body parts, and it all turned out. <laughs> Did you guys have uh, the traditional uh, roast Nicholas on the side uh, of Glen? No, no. We prefer the uh, the dark meat um, from you know <laughs> the young uh, women. So you know Michonne. the dark meat of the young women. Yeah, <laughs> according to the terminus, folks, they have uh, a little more layer of fat, which. You know, uh, tender, is uh, that because of they carry the babies or something? Oh my God! Taking <laughs> this too far, too far, sir, too far. <laughs> okay, um, I think that's everybody that we have here tonight. So. You guys, ready to get started on these two episodes with this extra long summary that Mister Bad has written for us? Rock and roll, rock. And yep. Roll. Okay, let's do that thing. Okay, first uh, we have Always Accountable. 
With Daryl on his bike and Sasha and Sergeant Ford in their car, our heroes are heading back to Alexandria after a successful wrangling of the Walker herd. As they pass through a small town, they're ambushed. Lots of automatic fire coming from some pursuing cars causes a lot of confusion. Daryl gets split up. Get that. that makes it sound like he gets chopped up into little pieces. Daryl gets split up as he tries to lose an SUV chasing him. Abraham and Sasha double back and blow the Jesus out of their pursuers. Daryl takes a detour into the woods and loses the pursuing SUV, but soon collapses, revealing a bullet wound. Really? I thought it was just his hand was messed up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Daryl hears something. Shot what? Shot in the arm. He was? Okay. Daryl hears something, quickly camouflages his bike, and discovers two women and a man. Daryl gets knocked out and is taken prisoner. Apparently, these three are on the run from another group, perhaps the Desperados that jumped Daryl, Sasha, and Abraham? The three believe Daryl is a hired thug working for the group chasing them. They show some morals and integrity by not shooting him, although they do reference his value as a hostage. Back in town, Abraham is unsure how to proceed. Should they look for Daryl or head back to Alexandria? Uh, Sasha steps up in a major way. She so shows some excellent leadership skills and a keen situational awareness, much better than anything Rick has shown. She quickly sees that the best approach is to leave signs for Daryl to wait in a safe place. Oh, to leave signs for Daryl and wait in a safe place to see if Daryl will return and find them. They take refuge in an office building where a walker is trapped behind a glass wall. Ford finds some military uniforms and gets introspective. Sasha and Abraham undergo some intense back-and-forth probing. Ooh. At the suicidal paths, both have trod upon. Ah. Sasha again shows signs of a true leader, staying calm and refusing to be baited by Ford's verbal assault, questioning her sanity. She does a great job of probing his own suicidal tendencies, and eventually gets the better of Ford, which Abraham evidentially finds is a big turn-on. <laughs> Daryl takes advantage of a distraction and escapes, accidentally taking the insulin one of the women desperately needs. When he discovers the meds, Daryl takes the risk and returns to the group. Just as he's ready to ditch them again, the group pursuing them closes in, and Daryl rushes to the rescue. He finds them some cover and manages to distract one of the pursuers into getting bit by a walker. His comrade quickly cuts off the bitten arm, and they call off the search as the now armless pursuer is chastised to walk it off. <laughs> the three lead Daryl back to the camp they originally had when things turned to crap. Their old camp is overrun, and everyone is either dead or turned. It looks like the wolves may have destroyed the camp. At one point, they talk about how they set fire to the forest to kill the walkers. As they travel more, they discover the campsite of some old friends, now horribly burned from the fire they were just talking about. One woman approaches the two dead who are covered in solidified plastic from their tent. I think it was a greenhouse. Only to awaken the mummified walkers who bite the woman's throat out. Ford goes out for a walk to ponder the philosophical barbs that Sasha had planted. He comes upon a crashed military SUV whose driver was thrown clear and impaled on a fence pole. The now-turned-soldier is dangling over a precipice. Ford finds a gold mine, cigars, and RPGs. 
Unfortunately, the RPG launcher is on the soldier who is dangling over the edge. Ford tries to retrieve the launcher, but is stymied and shouts out in rage. As he tries to come to terms with his anger and starts to smoke a cigar, the situation all takes care of itself as the decayed soldier walker's flesh tears and falls to the ground, leaving the RPG in its sling looped over the pole he was impaled on. Daryl tells them that there is a safe place they can head to. He has he asks them the questions, and they pick up his bike, and he lays out his plan to find Sasha and Ford. Just after Daryl retrieves his bike, his newfound friends pull a gun on Daryl and steal his bike and his crossbow. As they leave, the woman throws him the insulin and says they're sorry. Daryl foretells that they will be. Just as all seems lost, Daryl stumbles across an oil delivery van. Someone had camouflaged, and Sasha and Ford soon see it drive up into town. The reunited trio head back to Alexandria with their newfound fuel when Daryl's walkie comes alive with someone asking for help. Could this finally be Glenn? Or is it the rat bastards who stole Daryl's stuff? Only time will tell. (laughs) And uh, then we have our next episode... Which is called Heads Up. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> Punked, bamboozled, deluded, misled, flim flammed, hornswoggled, duped, deceived, con, suckered, surprise, surprise, Glenn lives. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Was it really that much of a surprise? (laughs) Yes, it was Nick who had his guts torn up by walkers. Glenn managed to crawl under the dumpster. Who saw that coming? A very well-placed tin can rolls by and draws away the thousands of wailing walkers. So Glenn escapes and conveniently finds Enid throwing bottles at him. Glenn pursues Enid and forces her to go back to Alexandria, because it's what Maggie would do. Glenn and Edith gar- gather balloons to float over the walls. Over the walls? <laughs> I don't think that's why they got balloons for Gather <laughs> balloons to float over the walls and walkers. Seriously, a dirigible would be awesome in the zombie apocalypse. But actually, they plan is to. But actually, they plan to use the balloons to distract walkers. Yes, there you go. Personally, I don't think their plan has any hope unless they fashion the balloons as animals. <laughs> Seriously, who can take their eyes off of balloons that look like giraffes? Back at the fort, a drumhead tribunal made up of Rick, Carol, and Michonne grill Morgan for letting some of the wolves live. Uh, Rosita plays drill sergeant and lays on the bullshit a little thick. She comes off as a biatch and pretty stupid to boot. Machetes have to be the worst weapon for inexperienced morons to try to use to kill zombies. What's wrong with a pointed stick? Eugene is daydreaming and gets sent to the disciplinarian's office. Hopefully Carol will give him a good whooping while wearing a tube top and spiked heels or perhaps a nun's wimple and nothing else. Gracious sakes, Mr. Bad. (laughs) Replacement Dad is giving Ron some weapons instructions while Carl's really unhelpful remarks help to paint a big old bullseye on his own back for Ron. Stupidity seems to run in the Grimes family. Meanwhile, Olivia on the job keeping food and guns secure. It's a wonder Judith isn't walking out with an Uzi. Somehow Ron slips by our vigilant sentinel and steals some bullets for the empty gun Rick gave him. 
Spider-Man, Spencer, tries to climb over the walkers and the walls on some dumbass scheme to draw the walkers away. He Fs it up and Tara risks her life to keep the walkers at bay till Rick and company haul his worthless ass back up the wall. Rick chews him out and also chastises Tara for risking her life for this bumpkin. Tara flips him the bird. Thank you, Tara. Ricky Boy is still firmly entrenched in treating the Alexandrians as expendable red shirts and seems to display a rationale similar to Enid. As long as you know people are all doomed, then you don't have to care about them. After getting set straight by Terra, he starts to reinforce the wall with help from Tobin. You sort of get the idea that Rick's icy exterior is thawing as Tobin opens up with him. Carol axes the neighborhood snoop and spots Morgan and Dr. Denise walking suspiciously, so she decides to follow them. She drops off Judith to neighbor Jesse and offers up some pearls of wisdom to Sam on how to cope. Kill! 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 Oh, and if in doubt, kill! 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 I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill! 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 <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is an oldie. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, um, Carol confronts Morgan at his wolf pen. Ron stalks, Ron stalks Carl. The loons rise in the air and signal to Maggie that Glenn must be alive. A happy ending, but no. It turns out the church tower outside the wall, which has been falling apart the whole episode without anyone noticing, takes this moment to fall down and put a big old hole in the wall. So, uh, what did you guys think of the first episode? Um, how many stars would you give it? Ryan. That being the Daryl episode. Let's see. Um, hold on one second. How many stars would I give it? Um, the first episode, I would give probably about a seven. It was interesting. I liked it. wasn't bad. Um, the next one, I would give probably about an eight. Okay. It's right. A little bit more exciting. Of course, with the tower coming down at the end. I mean, more yeah. exciting. So, right. I mean, they are bad. I mean, I was definitely entertained. They kept me engaged, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, how about you, Michael? Uh, what did you think of these two episodes? Um, I gave both episodes an eight, uh, and I think Brian said it pretty well. They kept me engaged. Like, <laughs> I didn't get bored you? watching it. Yeah. Were you not entertained? And yes, you were. <laughs> okay. Okay, sweet. And Mr. Bad. Um, let's see. Always accountable. I thought Daryl was great. Uh, his part, I would give it a nine. Overall, I said a seven. I'll agree with uh, the other guys. I did not care for uh, Heads Up. I'll give it a six. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, for myself, uh, I liked Heads Up better than uh, Always Accountable, actually. Um I I would probably give Heads Up an eight. I'd almost give it an a nine, but Dumbass. I think it's cl- what was that? Dumbass. <laughs> I think it's closer to an eight, and I would give uh, I would give Always Accountable uh, I think maybe closer to a six for a couple of reasons, a couple of things that bugged me about it. Um, but let's, let's find out why we gave these ratings. Um, what were some things that made the episode better? 
or episodes better, and what were some things that made it worse? Uh, what made it better? What made it worse, Brian? The first one, what made it better? Um, gracious life. I actually didn't give much thought to this, this one question. Uh, what made it better were the... Um, the, the, um, the, uh, the uh, what were some things you liked and things that you didn't like so much? What I didn't like were the two zombies in the in the, uh, the the glass enclosure or the plastic. I didn't like them coming out and ta- attacking her. I thought that was way too staged. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I mean, it was I like, yeah, I liked them really close. She's about to die. Yeah, she's about <laughs> yeah. to die. I mean, it just, I didn't really care for that that much. They really could just have just not had that scene um, at all. I, 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 li- I liked them being in there, but I didn't like her really obviously like getting down there on top of them and, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Throw the flowers down like you would. I mean, just throw them down. It's okay. Um, yeah. I really didn't like that. Um, I don't know who, who this other group is. I really wish they had gone into saying who they were. I mean, there are comic references, comic book references I can make, which I'm not going to. But Maybe. it's like, I really wish they had, you know, because we have the wolves, now we have these people. Are they the same? Are they different? You know, we don't know. I, I, I just really, I mean, I know in this later on in the seasons I'll get back into it, which will be fine, but I really wish they hammered it home a little bit more. Um, and I think they had things I really liked. I mean, I liked Daryl being robbed, um, him going back for them, him going back for them because he showed some, some, showed them some kindness. I liked that they double-crossed him. I mean, I, I, I liked those aspects of it. Um, uh-huh. In the next episode, um, let's see, what is it, episode, what is it, 94, whatever it is, uh, I think I like the tower going down. I don't remember yeah. if it was in the comic book or not. I just, I, you know, I like that going down as an entrance. Um, what I don't like about it is the fact that how did the tower go down? I don't think they really showed that. Besides, it was probably being pressed on. I mean, I discussed with somebody that, um, that the tower went down because the zombies were pressing against it, which is fine. Uh, I just wish they had shown that more because it just suddenly the tower went down. I mean, maybe I missed it. It's very possible. I mean, well, they they kept cutting back to it throughout the episode, and you see you hear like creaks and stuff, and like it seems like bits are falling off of it from from outside the walls. Yeah, but it would have been kind of nice to actually. Oh, they are putting pressure on because I can see that actually happening, especially with a, a weakened structure. The problem is that that tower was built. Was it on a house that was um, burned down? Did it already have damage to it? It would have been nice to see more of that. I think that's the only thing I really didn't like about that episode. Major. I uh, I also heard, although I hadn't gone back to check this out, I heard that the uh, when the truck crashed, it clipped the tower on the way in, and that yeah, uh, and. I, I, and and it may have, but the, the thing is, I would have liked to have seen all those, you know, them more shots of seeing all those zombies pressing against it and really putting force against it so it will fall. And I just don't think they really did a good job of that. Yeah. Well, the zombies pressing against it thing, uh, that's a theory I've heard. I, I don't know that that's actually was given as the reason why it fell over. Um, it, it could have just been structural, but again, yeah. it would have been like inside you see this timber's breaking, this one's weak, this one's weak. You know, it's something to really kind of explain it. And if not, it's just like, oh, the tower went down. Great. Yeah. Well, there was a giant crack going up the side of it. Huh? Well, I also was told that, uh, and I don't, and this, and this is I didn't investigate this one thing, that someone told me that the, uh, um, that um, uh, Diana's son, who tried to get out of the wall, mm-hmm. used the tower 
in order as a, as, a, as an anchoring. I'm like, I don't remember that, but you know, uh-huh. it, it's it's possible. I just don't remember, and that's and that put more strain on it, and that's why that's one thing that helped it come down. Well, I guess I should have watched this episode again. <laughs> well, I I should have too. I mean, I did watch it twice, but that question I didn't even think about it. I just thought it was a structure outside that was uh-huh. close to the wall because it looked more more level. But right. I never back and actually uh, investigated it. Gotcha. Did anybody else uh, rewatch the episode? Did anybody have get a clearer look on why the tower tower fell down? It was unclear. I, I just thought it was shoddy uh, Southern uh, mm-hmm. building cl- codes from my, uh, my Southern. <laughs> what are you? What is Mr. Bad's attacking the South. Yes, yes. The building codes down here suck, and they don't have. Technically, DC is in the North. Guys, wasn't all the uh, wood burned? It was all black. I was, I was wondering why it was black. It, they, it was set on fire a little bit when the... Uh, oh, just uh, a little bit. Like, I, I would imagine if, if it caught fire, the whole building would be on fire. Uh-huh. Don't you think? I just... I, I imagine that has to have some impact, the building be on, being on fire. Maybe. At one point? Because it wasn't on fire then. You mean at one time? Yes. The, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the boards were black, if you go back yeah, and, and look at it. And, that's and, and yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Is like, is it when you know, was it structurally unsafe? Why were these people still using it then? Um, and why didn't we get more of a of a display of saying, hey, these zombies and this building brought it down, but just because of everything that's happened to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they they never really explain like they. You're right. They were showing it throughout the episode, like it was giving way, but we don't know if that's because of the fire. They never showed it. The zombies pushing up against it. I, I guess it could be a combination of those two, but that was kind of annoying. How they, they didn't really <laughs> explain that at all. That uh, didn't really bug me, honestly. I mean, it, there's a giant crack running up inside of it. You hear noises. It's pretty clear that it's messed up, so it didn't really surprise me that it fell. And I don't, it was, don't really need to know why how it got that way. It was a little annoying that you have all these like people watching and no one sees this huge tower that's in front of their. Uh, their walls and it, that that's that's been on fire and you'd hear it creaking and you'd hear it cracking mm-hmm. and no one no one hears that instead rick and the other guy are too busy bonding while putting up a brace for the one part of the wall <laughs> yeah for that bullet hole or whatever it is yeah where the, the blood is seeping through hole. yeah <laughs> it's, i don't know was that it for you brian or did you have other stuff for what made it better or what made that's it worse pretty much it i mean like i said i mean the only disappointing thing I had was, you know, what caused the tower to go down. I guess if the only other thing I would have kind of liked is knowing that they're setting up uh, uh, What's-Her-Face's son that might possibly do something really bad. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, I thought it was a pretty solid episode. So someone else go. All right, uh, Michael. All right, so for the first one, I, I, really, I really didn't think we were – I actually forgot that we – we didn't do a podcast on that, so I was ready to do a podcast <laughs> on the most recent one. But uh, anyways, on that one, I remember when it first started that the plot was moving pretty fast, and I didn't really know what was going on. I mean, like you got like Daryl, uh, Abraham, and Sasha, you know, like, oh, like they've been split up, and they still got the zombies on them. And then all of a sudden, a car chase comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, 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 that came pretty fast. They were just random people dying. Like, And once again, I just, it's, I just find it hard to believe that you don't think these people value their lives pretty highly considering how far they've gotten in, in the zombie apocalypse and they're just killing these people off like they're extras. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But don't, don't you agree with that, that there's just something wrong there? 
Well, you mean uh, you mean that about uh, Sasha and Abraham shooting the people who are shooting at them? No, I mean these these people just like dying, like and not being ex- experienced at all. Like they they were killing them pretty easily. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I don't know. Besides you that, they, you expected these uh, marauders to be tougher. I, I I'm just going back to the point how we're so we're how many years in the zombie apocalypse? I figure everyone has to be. Yeah, to some degree, a seasoned, you know, survivalist. Unless you know you're like you're behind the wall, you know, you don't know what's out there. Unless you're that kind of person, but <laughs> yeah. I don't think they are. I don't think that's what they were. Uh, so I, I don't know. Can I ask okay. you a, a question for for John and Brian? What did you think of that scene? Because after we hear um, some of the exposition about who those people might have been, I just assume they might have been the people looking for the trio. And I was surprised that they opened up with automatic fire because it seemed like they wanted to get them alive and weren't that serious in, like, murdering them. Um, So I thought it was mostly – the automatic fire was mostly done for, you know, dramatic effect. Uh, I mean, it's it's sort of ridiculous to have that many bullets fly and and nobody, you know, gets injured that that much. (laughs) Are you talking about in the car scene or – Yeah, yeah, when they get jumped in the beginning, yeah. Because then they end up going back and killing all those people. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I thought it would have been, well, I thought it would have been more likely that they would have had a blockade or and then, you know, jump them or pointed guns at them when they stopped. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's weird, though, how, like, they were valuing the, they were valuing these, um, those other people that escaped as if, uh, you know, like, oh, you're not allowed to leave us, like, they they value people so highly that they they didn't even let them leave their group. But then, if this was the same group, they just opened up on these people in, with a car chase and were just shooting at them. So I I see see it unlikely uh, with their military doctrine that these two groups could be related. I think it's possible. Do you that think it was different. two different? There groups. was also one other thing about this about that episode. That I think kind of their their stance. Uh, I think that, that their stance, you know, opening up with automatic fire and going and looking for those few people to bring them back would not be held within the same group. It seems like a completely different doctrine. Hmm. Interesting. And you were saying, Brian? The one thing that bothered me about this episode as well, uh, or at least the one with Daryl and Sasha and Abraham, um, was the fact that those three guys... Mm-hmm. And Daryl got away from them really, really easily. <laughs> I mean, it seemed to. I mean, to, I mean, I was thinking about it as Mike was chattering on um, that. I mean, because he's right about you know the carpet. It just it it really didn't make sense. But also, what didn't make sense was the fact that they got away really easy, easy. I mean, it's like come with me. Blah, blah. I mean, I know the distraction of that one guy who got bit, but. They seem to have a lot of people there, and it just seems like if they really want these people, they're not going to just have one part of the woods not covered for them to just to sneak out. I mean, it just seems kind of, yeah, bad. Uh, if that makes like any they, sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense why they would give up because one of their guys got bit. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um... Did you have anything else, Michael, or was that pretty much it for you? Um, 
Well, that was all for the first episode. I never even got right, on to the second right. episode. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Oh, still in the first episode, I have... Um, I liked Abraham's scene, and uh, you know, with the RPG and everything, I thought that was a. <laughs> I, I guess it was like supposed to be like a symbolic scene. I just liked it. I didn't really like it for the symbolism, though. I just thought it was a cool scene. Um, am I mistaken, or is that that RPG isn't a U.S. military weapon, though? Is it? Well, I mean, the RPG like in itself. Yeah, RPG is a Russian weapon. Was what was that even doing up there? Uh, on that MV. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure there's RPGs in good United folks, States service. I mean, it's a really good weapon. Good but now. yeah, you're, you're right. It's it's not a it's not a U.S. weapon. Maybe it was a privately owned, uh, you know, so part of some local sheriff's office. <laughs> but it yeah, wasn't like yeah. a military Humvee held by a soldier. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> well, you know, uh, with the uh, recent um, uh, what's my thought not defense acts, they've given lots of Humvees and military weapons to all the local police. So, But not RPGs. <laughs> ah, but you'd be surprised. Um, a lot of these people have automatic weapons and 50 caliber <laughs> machine guns. No, seriously. Uh, back in Philadelphia... I am, when, I, I am one of those people. you got a 50 caliber bad. machine gun? As a... Uh, as an official yeah. of the Walking Dead fake spoilers, they just killed off Rick Grimes. Uh, perhaps you should not uh, answer that, that question about the 50 caliber machine gun, but just to let you know, uh, I have seen you know uh, two different police forces use 50 caliber machine guns. Uh, the that seems kind of weird. I don't know why they do that, but uh, because they um, have them and they want to, to shoot big weapons that, that make loud noises. And they're badass. <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia police used 50 caliber machine guns on the move compound, and I'm trying to remember the other one. It was fairly recently they, they had 50 caliber machine guns, and they actually did fire them. On the on the what compound? The move. This is going back into the 80s when they burned down that 100 houses in Philadelphia. They um, Don't you remember that? The, the move sect? Uh, no. I, I guess I was probably seven. <laughs> oh, oh. People don't uh, what the, what they don't teach in history, you know. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we got Humvees and automatic weapons. Uh, I don't think we have any fifty cal's, but uh, and certainly no RPGs. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think you're gonna see civilians <laughs> running around with RPGs. You gotta but, go to you know. Craigslist. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I have written down another thing that I didn't like was the like the bullshit of Daryl like being against, but then with, but then against those people. Like I didn't really, I, I thought that was just kind of stupid. So, going yeah. on to the next episode. Yes. I, I thought throughout the episode there was some okay character development, mm-hmm. just in general, except with like, um, Enid. I. I I, I just oh, I hated Enid in this episode. I thought she was horrible. <laughs> like, and, and and I think that she has a teleporting device because like, how the hell did she run into Glenn at that time? Like, she was at uh, she was at uh, Alexandria, but then she she ran into she just ran into Glenn somehow. So, hmm. what I what what did I like on that episode? I liked um, Michonne's insight on multiple occasions, like. She disagreed with Rick. I forget what they were talking about, but uh, and she also uh, 
like when Morgan was still trying to live by the idea of those four words, what was it? All life is precious. She was uh, like, it's, it's not that simple. And I thought, you know, that that's, yeah, it isn't that simple as far, like this far into the zombie apocalypse. I just thought that was pretty good insight. And, and I like that Morgan acknowledges, you know, this, <laughs> he's not just completely blind to the situation, you know, at least he's conflicted. Except that he's still hiding a, a wolf from everybody. <laughs> that might not be the best idea. Um, mm. uh, I also didn't like the entire trash bin ordeal, you know, with Glenn. But, uh, <laughs> you didn't like the. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't like how he got out of it. I didn't, but I didn't understand, and I don't. It was kind of mentioned in uh, Steve's summary how. Um, how did all those zombies just disappear? Like, how did they get drawn away? Tin can, the magic tin can. Yeah, yeah, they never explain that, you know? They're like, they're in this city full of zombies, and then mm. he hides under the trash can, or trash bin, and then they're all gone. And then he's just walking around seeing what's, like, the remnants of all of his friends. Can I ask you a, <laughs> a, a quick question? Everybody's uh, multiple choice question? <laughs> okay. A multiple choice question. Yeah, listen to the this scene. I mean, uh, this this blurb, and tell me if you could hear a tin can. <laughs> Anybody hear the tin can that draws them away? <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, honestly, Steve, I never. Uh, my takeaway was never that. A tin can drew the zombies away. <laughs> Did you not see the tin can and the, the zombies all turned? Steve, I up? hope you're joking, because otherwise, it's just going insane. I'm not joking. Somebody <laughs> well, has to rewatch. Steve's Somebody point is that they wouldn't be able attention. to hear a tin can. I, I think it comes down you. to this: zombies are not going to stay in one big place just to pack each other. They do have a tendency to wander off. I think, Mike, you—the question you should be asking is. How long was he under that thing? I didn't have a problem with Glenn doing what he did because we kind of knew that's exactly what he was going to do. But I, mean, I think over time they go away. They hear other noises. They do. They're like, oh, I'm just going to meander off this way, especially when there's no food. Um, I just want to know how long was he under there? Because well, you see, how a long time at the uh, at the quarry? I thought the idea was established that the zombies, that they're. Uh, their growls uh, makes a progressively louder noise that draws more zombies in. It doesn't disperse them in any way. In, it, 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 that's what draws a horde together. But I guess their uh, sound, because we know that they're drawn to sound. So I mean, that's just one form of stimuli. Stimuli. But um, I think it's if if you want to use that to explain how all of the zombies just disappear, I think that's I, I think that's ridiculous. I don't know how you could do that. And as as far as how long he was under the the trash bin, I, I mean, he he could have starved under that trash bin. I, there's no way those zombies would go go away, and they didn't even put forward any uh, any, except this magical tin can that Steve is talking about. They didn't put forward any uh, plot device that would draw them away. So they uh, never well, explained it. I think they just skipped I, I over tend it to uh, I tend to agree with uh, Brian on this one. Uh, a horde of Hold zombies. Do what? Remember what? the first episode? Remember the first episode when? Morgan found Rick and fired that gun in that zombie's head, yep. and there was no zombies around. So yep. he kind of prefaced it a little bit where they do have a tendency to wander off and not just correlate all over the streets. They go somewhere else. So, I mean, we do have the evidence that they do have a tendency to do it, but yeah. um, 
I just would like to say know how much time he spent under because I just don't see them going away in like a day. I just really don't see it because there were a ton of them there. So that's the only problem I have with that. You know that one scene, but you know they 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 jump cut and they really didn't show. And then Eden showed Eden um, uh, Eden showed it up. So you're never sure exactly you know how much time has actually passed. Matter of fact, with this one part of the season, it's only been for us. A couple of days, maybe three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have they have done some explaining that hey, they're just going to walk off if they can't get there. If they, if there's no meal for them to get to, they'll just right. walk off. Yeah, my impression is that they were all drawn to the to the super herd that's surrounding Alexandria. How close uh, are the two cities, by the way, or the two areas? Uh I would say pretty close. It seems like maybe maybe a day or less of, of a walk, maybe. If it's a day of a walk, so you're saying that the sound would, would carry that far? What Correct. sound? You really need to suspend your disbelief because it's not representative of the area at all. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you could mention suspending your disbelief, but if we're talking about being realistic, then there's no point talking about being realistic if you, if you just want to play that card, I think. Just imagine, you know, it's a safe zone in, in a uh, more suburban or slightly rural area because it just doesn't – they are not showing um, an urban setting, which is what Alexandria <laughs> is. I mean, there is no – the entire Arlington County, uh, forget it. I mean, it's just all built up. <laughs> oh, I never really looked up the geography of this area. I just I I have written down under didn't like that I did not like how they did not explain at all how all the zombies disappeared, and that's about it. <laughs> well, let's uh, we're right. We're trying to figure out how far it is it away it is. Um, after um, Glenn uh, hooks up with Enid, uh, do they? Sp- do they camp out overnight, or is it pretty much the same day that uh, Maggie sees the balloons? I think it's the same day. I think so too. So that tell that seems to tell me that it's within a day's walk. Um, and as far as the hor- the herd stuff goes, I I still tend to agree with Brian. Uh, massive herds of zombies seem to sort of. They don't stay in one place. They tend to roam in one direction or another. And I think that original horn blast got them moving in the direction of Alexandria. And I think that's uh, where they were all sort of tending to go. And, I mean, in other episodes, like the one where uh, Daryl and Beth hid in the trunk of the car and there was a bunch of zombies outside and they, you know, wake up the next day and there's gone. And uh, and then the episode where they were in the barn and there was a big storm and a bunch of zombies outside, and the next day, the zombies are gone. Although, I guess the storm took some of those guys out, but I mean, so. I don't want to argue either, but I'll just say it was co- convenient and overly convenient. Um, they didn't want to <laughs> spend the time to have Daryl, you know, do something smart, like set a small fire or do something, because it, it wasn't like it was an open area. It was like an alleyway, fenced in, uh, and it was a cul-de-sac, so... I'm not disagreeing that zombies wouldn't roam around, but they were sort of uh, bunched in did, there. Did, did you mean to say Glenn, not Daryl? Oh, I'm sorry, Glenn. Uh, blah, blah, All right. Blah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Glenn. Continue. <laughs> I just, I, I, when you said that, it just threw me off. 
threw you off a dumpster and into a horde of zombies. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> we we could speculate See, about, about this, but uh, in the end, it's just that they never explained it in the show. So yeah, yeah that, I'm, I think I'm done with my uh, like didn't like. <laughs> okay, and do you, you don't really want them to explain everything. Do you? I mean, I mean, th- I just thought that was pretty big. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Brian, you started to say something. Oh, I was just saying I self-edit Steve when he talks. <laughs> Because sometimes these characters that? mixed up, and I know what he means, so I just go like, "Oh, he met this other character." Okay. Where's the and fun Steve of that? Steve me, you know, a hundred, a hundred dollars worth of what onions? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I'm giving, okay. I'm giving the Mrs. Drano, and I'm going to make her wear a burka. Oh boy, what? Interesting <laughs> <Right>. theory. <laughs> Okay, um, Mr. Bed, what worked and didn't work uh, for you for these two episodes? Um, I really liked Always Accountable. Um, I really enjoy it when they take the risk of only having a few actors and a couple storylines and taking time to develop them. Um, uh-huh. I love Daryl and the, and the new people. I like the fact that they didn't explain a lot of stuff. I really had to watch it twice and then listen to another podcast to pick up on some of the stuff. And we'll talk. Oh, about listen that. to another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, they they were talking about Patty, and I didn't. I just thought it was somebody in the um, in the camp that got burned down. But, oh uh, yeah, same here. You, yeah, I, did I didn't catch that either. Plate. The license plate for the oil truck actually said Patty, but yep. um, it just didn't register. Um, but Was yeah, that yeah. the uh, Lost in Order podcast that you heard that from? Lost in Order. No, no. I think it was the, uh, um, well, who are those people? The Walking Dead cast. The Walking Dead cast. Oh, okay. I haven't heard those guys in a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, so I like that. I like it when they don't explain a lot of things. Um uh, the Sasha and Ford dialogue was okay, but, man, I think they overdid it a little bit because I was having trouble understanding what Ford was saying. There were just too many Fordisms. <laughs> to Especially making his butt itch. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, they were flying uh, thick and uh, furious. I think that whenever he gets more, uh, you know, uh, sexually aroused, the Fordisms just fly, you know. <laughs> the mustache gets extra bristly and... Uh... <laughs> The Look only out! Thing that didn't work. Uh, I just say it's convenient stuff. The convenient distraction that gets the pursuer bit. The convenient mummified walkers that uh, you know bite the uh, the weakest girl just to get her <laughs> out of the mix. And uh, you know, so. it was a little bit like I don't know. It, the irony appealed to me a little bit that the girl Daryl brought the medicine back for stupidly gets herself bitten by those two zombies. <laughs> Yeah, and it, oh, was was that actually her? I thought it was the other girl. Nope, that was that girl. Oh. <laughs> That's even funnier. Um, and for the heads up, uh, let's see uh, what worked. I'm going to say not much. I did not enjoy huh. heads up. I thought it was very... It was just a whole lot of different things that I wasn't particularly interested in, you know. Interesting. Things uh. up. Um, what didn't work, uh, well, mm, I have to agree with Michael. I thought 
the th- the uh, what's my call it the uh, tower falling down was very convenient. And I can tell you, <laughs> I I can tell you that that next uh, my prediction is that the next episode you'll see swarms of zombies uh, flowing into Alex the safe zone, and you know uh, that um. When something like that happens, uh, you know, the, okay, a wall falls in, but uh, there's a lot of rubble, and I don't think the zombies would really get over the rubble very well. But uh-huh. uh, any case, um, I liked the first episode. The second one, eh, you know, it was okay. <laughs> okay, all right. And uh, for myself, let's see, the first episode, um, I I did was interested in meeting these these new people. That uh, Daryl was uh, had encountered. I liked the Abraham Sasha stuff. Um, this new group kind of interesting. Um, I liked the car chase shootout stuff. Um, what didn't work for me the the main thing that really brought this episode down for me was uh, the the two uh, survivors turning on Daryl abruptly at the end of the episode. Which didn't make any sort of sense to me. Can I uh, ask you a question I, on that, um, Sergeant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I this is just me, but it seemed to me that when Daryl was talking about his plan to find Sasha and Ford, they started to get like to rethink because it's like I thought they were with going to a safe place, and then uh, it's like they Daryl was like. Um, committed to find, you know, to risking his life to uh, say, to find Sasha and Ford. And as soon as they th- saw that, they just like, okay, we're ditching him. We're going to take everything and split. We're not going looking for these people, which you know. Um, I don't know. To me, their their uh, turnaround on him was more just because uh, oh, suddenly he has this motorcycle that we can take mm-hmm. and ride off and really get some distance i guess but see what mm -hmm. and and i didn't get any of this from the show but it's like what their motivation was and if they were if the whole point was to find the oil truck um what really was their plan and did they take the girl who may have been sleeping with the leader it seemed from that one little interlude where he says dale or somebody doesn't uh want tail that you know he wants somebody you know uh doesn't want willing unwilling he doesn't want unwilling tail or something yeah, like something that to those effects yeah um so it's like did they have some other purpose that we'll find about later and that's okay i i just agree with you like yes there was uh some things didn't make a whole lot of sense but maybe we'll find out later um I yeah hope. i mean it's it's like on the one hand it seems clear that they really were trying to get away from this group initially it seems clear that they weren't terrible people because they could have killed Daryl but didn't. Uh, I feel like the guy was honestly answering Daryl's questions when he said he'd never killed anybody before. Mm-hmm. But and and it seems I mean it seems like they would at this point believe Daryl after everything he's done for them that he does have a safe place that he can take him to. So it just doesn't make sense to me why they would suddenly turn on him and take his, his bike and his left I actually have a theory for that. Oh, really? What you got there? I think they were doing this to Daryl, and this probably goes into 
me of why they got away. I just I was thinking about why you were talking. I think they were there to get information. So you think the whole thing was a setup? Yeah, they wanted to see if he if they those people were safe. I think that's really what they were doing. I mean, just, just as an idea. I mean, you could probably guys can probably tear it apart, but it just seems like they do this. Oh, they let him live. It just seems like they wanted information from him because that makes me think that maybe there's two groups. There's the wolves, and then there's these people, whoever they are. Um, that maybe they were just trying to see, hey, who are these people? Are they violent? Are they nonviolent? Will they help us? You know. But time will tell. I mean, we won't know till what February of next year. So you're thinking like the whole thing was staged that they weren't really trying to get away from anybody. Yeah, they got away really easily. I mean, interesting. I mean, even though one person did get bit, but that was just one of those things. But I mean, <laughs> it, it just seems that it just it seems too much of a setup. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, I could be very, 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 very wrong, but it just seems too convenient. Well, I, huh? I just wanted to agree with uh, Brian right there. Mm-hmm. I agree, he's very, very, very wrong. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I guess I'm dead now. <laughs> uh, time will tell. Time will tell. Um. Okay. Um. And I guess that's it for the Daryl episode. For the uh, uh, heads up episode. Um. I quite like that one. Uh. I liked, <laughs> I liked Carol instantly picking up that something's hinky with uh, <laughs> with uh, Morgan, and, <laughs> and you know following him over there. I loved the little exchange between her and uh, the kid that's hiding upstairs. Sam, Sam, Sam. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> she's like, she's like, come, what are you doing up there? I can hardly hear you. Come on down. <laughs> It would have been funny if he had come down, but no, he didn't, he didn't come down. Um, I liked um, I liked Tara really calling Rick on his bullshit and flipping him off, you know, when he gets mad at her for risking her, uh, her life to uh, save one of the other Alexandrians. Um, I liked... Uh, and I'm I'm interested uh, <laughs> the stuff with uh, between um, Carl and uh, uh, crap. What's the other kid's name? Ron. Ron yes, <laughs> that was kind of amusing. And and they've they've the stuff they, that was set up at the end of this episode. It's all pretty compelling. I'm I'm really interested to see you know how Carol's going to react when she discovers that you know Morgan has. Uh, been keeping a pet wolf in the in the house there i'm i'm interested to see if if ron's gonna take a shot at carl which was weird because it looked like he was about to but then right before we see the tower come down we see carl again right and we don't see ron isn't that right i think that's right um uh and i'm interested in you know obviously the zombies swarming in the town that's going to be pretty cool um Oh, oh, it is. It's really cool. <laughs> you got a, saw a preview or something? It's on now. You know this, right? Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. Oh, no spoilers. <laughs> okay, oh, no. Um, plenty of spoilers. I mean, Rick's already dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Is he I'm zombie? trying. Yeah. I, and trust me. And trust me. Giving you know, I'm not doing fake spoilers tonight, but um, watching this and go, and going like and trying to and, and trying to pay attention to what you're your, what you guys are saying has been very hard, very, <laughs> very hard. Because I've got to watch this again because I don't have sound on, so I have no <laughs> clue what's being said. All I know is there are a lot of dickheads in Alexandria. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Why are, why are you even watching it now, man? I mean, you're going to spoil your you know, first experience with the episode. Why don't you just pause it and uh, watch it when we're done? Or you just don't have that much time? Ah, just leave it on the... I look up every <laughs> often and it's like, oh my god! Oh my god! And now they're doing, and now they're doing a trailer for... Uh, uh, what is this? Um, Jane Austen. I know this film. Um, Sens- sensibility and Zombies. No, oh, Pride and Prejudice Zombies. I can't wait for that film. It's going to be funny. <laughs> oh, they really? They're doing, doing a film of that? Nice. Do you know they're doing this? I, well, I'm familiar with the book. I didn't know that it was becoming a movie. Oh, oh yeah. It, I've known for like over a year. They're doing a, they're doing a, they're doing a movie. I can't wait Amazing. for it comes out. It's going to be epic. I mean, just because it's going to be silly and stupid, and it's going to be shown of the dead. Hopefully, it will actually be good. <laughs> cool. Okay, Next. uh... Moving on uh, to uh, Smartest, Dumbest. Uh, what was the smartest thing somebody did in each episode? And what was the dumbest thing somebody did in each episode? Brian. Smartest thing in the first episode was Daryl helping those people. Yep. Because he shouldn't have. The dumbest thing, well, uh, actually, I'm saying it's the smartest thing. Helping those people was the smartest thing for him because I think it really says something about his character. Dumbest thing is uh, Abraham going for that rocket launcher when... Transmission terminated. Oh, no. Okay, uh, Michael, smartest, dumbest. My smartest in the first episode is amputating the one guy's arm in, like, under 20 seconds of him getting yeah, bit. I thought that was extremely fast and uh, really yeah. methodical. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's like, oh, walk it off, walk it off, even though his arm just got cut off. Yeah. yeah. He even takes off the guy's watch and everything. I just thought that was kind of funny. Uh. <laughs> um... Uh, the smartest in the second episode. I don't have one down. Transmission terminated. Incoming transmission from Brian. Okay, I'm in. Bye. Oh, you're back. He's back. Sorry okay. about that, guys. It dropped. No problem. It just does it at the worst possible time. Let's see. What did I like and didn't like? What did, uh, no, this smartest, is uh, smartest dumbest. Dumb. We got your uh, first episode. We're waiting on your second episode. Second episode smartest was uh, Glenn going underneath the dumpster, even though that was so obvious that he was going to do that. <laughs> I would say the dumbest thing in the episode, probably uh, Dan. Um, what's her face's son? Basically, arming himself to kill Carl. Because <laughs> I'm like. Over a girl, really? You're gonna do this because it's an apocalypse, and you're gonna feel butt hurt. I, I just dumb, 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 dumb. Because Carl has been out in the world. Carl's gonna kick his ass. Let's think so. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Is <laughs> it next, Mike? <laughs> Mike, uh, where were you at? I got to my smartest of the second episode, which I don't have. So there's uh, no smartest uh, for the second episode. I could I couldn't even think of one. Everything every everybody did was either really dumb or. Like what mediocre. about uh, what about Carol um, getting suspicious on uh, Morgan? And, and... She's just being Carol. I mean, being yeah, smart. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She's. I'm like, that's not really a smart thing. Carol's smart anyway. Carol's just being. Well, I mean, she's also fucking insane. But I guess you could call her what? smart in like a 
I would say. What? what? What do you mean? What do you mean? I could argue that. No, come on. I wanna kill. I mean, I want. I wanna kill. 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 Um, my dumbest. I'll get to my dumbest. In the first episode, my dumbest was Daryl getting robbed of his motorcycle. I just thought like. Like, he trusted those people, and then they turned on him, and they took his motorcycle. And then he just happened to find some random truck. My dumbest in the second episode was... And it, it, I, it might, I might change it, but since, obviously, the episode goes in chronological order, and I write it... And near the beginning, uh, Enid threw that bottle at Glenn, saying a heads up. I thought that was just fucking stupid as hell, just throwing the bottle at him. So, yeah, that's my dumbest for the second episode. Awesome. Okay. All right, Mr. Bad. Sasha was generally the smartest in the uh, first episode, always accountable. Uh, uh -huh. She really actually seemed smarter than most of the people in, in The Walking Dead over the last six seasons. Wow. Um, so I thought... What was, was... what was one of the especially intelligent things that she did? She just seemed to so show a very calm and uh, good situational awareness. Like, uh -huh. immediately she saw, okay, if, if they're going to find Daryl... They need to let him, a tracker, find them. And she left some trails. You know, uh -huh. she wrote his name. She put some footprints around. You know, stuff that if he came back to town where they were, that's what they they would find. You mm -hmm. know, as opposed to just walking in, in random directions, you know. Um, mm. So that was good. Dumbest, those two idiots stealing Daryl's stuff. <laughs> that was <laughs> obviously dumb. But um, Okay. Let's see. In uh, Heads Up. Tobin helping Rick and trying to connect with them. That was really smart because really yeah. Rick has shown he's not capable of uh, having human, you know, interaction on his own. So <laughs> he needs, you know, um, he needs a book from the library on how to make a friend, you know. <laughs> um, you know, something that on a third grader level I think would be good. But um, My goodness. The dumbest, no. what, well, ahead. Not much of a Rick fan these days, I gather. He really is insane. I mean, <laughs> really. I mean, I, I can see keeping him around. You know, he's he's good for a laugh, you know. Uh, they <laughs> you don't. Know, then he'll pick up a phone and start talking to his dead wife. Or uh... <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, Michael thinks that Carol's crazy. Uh, who's crazier in your eyes, uh, Rick or Carol? Or is there even a comparison between the two? I want to kill. I want to kill. Kill. <laughs> Kill, kill, kill. Okay, okay. Uh, I, would say Rick I think it's obvious. Sorry, you're talking to Steve, but I think it's obvious that Carol's crazy. No, see, I would disagree. <laughs> I disagree with Michael. Uh, Carol is more severe in her moral and philosophical outlook, but at least she's rational. I think Rick is very irrational, but that's just me. Um, I, I would actually 100% agree. Well, 90% agree with that. All right. Uh, <laughs> in that Rick, his reactions to things, it's a very gut-level reaction to situations and to people. Whereas Carol, uh, it, it does seem to be very rational, it seems mm -hmm. like. she's She seems to be have, have thought you know through why this person dies, why this person doesn't die. And she's always got a, a a specific reason for why she's taking an action or not taking an action, and uh, and I guess the uh, the one point where I disagree is uh, most of the time it seems to me like she's on the ball with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but if you 
you know, equate crazy to fucking insane, then I I think Carol still takes it. She is fucking insane. Like, do you guys, you don't agree? 42 oh. minutes to quarantine failure. Oh, Just, let, let's oh. let's go down the line. Uh, no, I don't agree. Uh, Brian? Just so you know, they're about to do something from the comic books right now. I don't okay. have sound on, but it's one of the... If, if oh my any, god, turn off your TV. If any of you read it, it's one of the... It's like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm not going to tell you what. You have to watch it on your own, but you're going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> okay, but the question on the table is, do you think Carol is insane? Personally, no. I think she knows exactly what she's doing. Do I think she's going to have a mental breakdown at some point because her humanity and her survival person is going to meet? Yeah, eventually. But right now, with her, she just wants to survive and keep people safe. I don't think she's insane because of that. Does she have to do with the same things? Yeah, she does. And, because- and unlike unlike Enid, who primarily seems to be just kind of looking out for herself and has already written off everybody else, it really seems to me like Carol is trying to keep everybody safe. To me, anyway. She is looking out for the group, it seems like, to me. Uh, what do you think, uh, Mr. Bad? Is Carol insane? I would say no, is? and not just because I have some crazy idea that M- Melissa McBride will uh, meet me and, and want to ha- buy me uh, an ice cream. I really, I really have to go back to what I was saying that um, I think she's lost her moral compass, but is acting from a very rational, uh, methodical. Uh-huh. She's not insane. She, um, she knows what she's doing. She knows she's she's killing people. I think uh-huh. she feels it. I mean, when she shot that little girl, I mean, uh, she didn't uh, walk away from that easily. But um, and she's damaged. So I, I don't think she's insane, though. I mean, she might have some PTSD to deal with, but I don't think she's insane. Yeah, I mean, she's not just killing. Uh, some people see her as like an opposite to the way Morgan is now with his strictly no-killing policy. But I don't really see that because when she and Daryl uh, encountered... Uh, um, I can't think of his name now. The 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 kid from the hospital... When he he initially robbed them, and they had a chance to kill him, but oh, the they black, didn't. The, the gimpy guy. Yeah, yeah, leg. yeah. So it seems to me like. No, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, yeah, it, I, and to uh, back up, Carol, um, uh, her analysis of the wolves was spot on. Um, they yeah. weren't. Pro- they were probably not going to get any useful information from them. I mean. They're, they're marauders, scavengers, and really brutal people who aren't interested in anything. They probably don't have a camp. They're just roaming around. So, uh, uh, And she saw what trouble prisoners are. So, you know, not taking prisoners when they're that nasty and you can trust them. You can't release them because uh-huh. they could just turn on you. I mean, really, in that situation, you're either going to kill them or you're going mm. to, you know... Let them go, because you're not yeah. going to keep them in jail for the rest of their life. Yeah. Well, I can, can see I trying to take... Here? Sure. Okay. So, yeah, um, Carol, you say she's rational. I mean, as if she follows a logic. Surely it's not, like, Aristotle-esque logic, but it's a logic. She is, she is methodical. She does follow a code, and that code seems to be radical 
survival, you know, no matter what. Um, she doesn't really care about morals. She is trying to keep people alive in that sense. But I just, I, I, I'm not calling, I'm not calling her fucking insane. I'm calling that idea of uh, just radical survival fucking insane. It seems to it, it me just, uh, it seems it seems so out of place. It seems so foreign, even in the zombie apocalypse. It seems to me to be almost basic utilitarianism. Uh, even back when she uh, uh, killed and burned the two sick people back in the prison to try and mitigate uh, the spread of the disease to the rest of the prison. Um, that didn't work, but you know her reasoning was still. You know, it still made sense on a certain level as far as, you know, you sacrifice a few to save sure, the many. Sure, sure. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Uh, you know, almost uh, Vulcan in its logic. <laughs> um, and I could see, uh, I can see taking prisoners uh, to get information out of the wolves. I could see that the only... Uh, the only, uh, uh, I guess, caveat I'd make is you do you don't necessarily do that in the middle of the battle when you don't even know if you're winning yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you take prisoners once the enemy has surrendered, you know, or is in retreat, and that's why I think Morgan was a little premature when he's trying to tie dudes up and all that stuff, because that was still the thick of the fighting right there. That was still the middle of the attack. Yeah, you're right. Um, and and while he's doing that, someone else could be getting chopped up. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, are we still on Smartest Dumbest? I think we are. Yeah. Did you finish, uh, Mr. Bed? Uh, just briefly. Uh, like I said, Tobin helping Rick and trying to connect with him. The dumbest was Rick giving Ron an empty gun. I didn't accomplish <laughs> anything. I mean, all it shows Ron is that Rick still doesn't trust him. Um, I mean, if you're really going to make a gesture and bring someone in, he should at least give him some kind of weapon, you know, a knife or something, something. Uh-huh. They had, they had. My God, they had a lot of machetes. Everybody's got a machete. <laughs> machetes aren't hard to find. <laughs> Every Walmart's got a stack of machetes. <laughs> um, yourself, sir. What do you think? Well, let's see. Smartest, dumbest. For the first episode, um, I guess I'd say uh, Daryl. Sort of uh, Daryl. The way Daryl dealt with those survivors early in the episode. Especially when he, uh, when that uh, girl collapses, uh, he immediately um, takes the initiative to grab his crap and run, which incidentally is pretty similar to the situation last season when they had that cop prisoner, and when he had a chance, he grabbed his, <laughs> you know, he knocked uh, Sasha against the window and ran. And that was that was of course the the situation when uh, Rick ran the guy over with a car, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty much the same situation. And in both situations, in both scenarios, I think that's what a rational person would do. You get out of that situation, and then 
maybe you regroup and rethink what's going on. Uh, dumbest in that episode, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the diabetic girl getting right over those zombies under the, the glass, the melted glass. That was super dumb. And, of course, she uh, died because of it. <laughs> um, for uh, heads up, I guess the dumbest thing has to be uh, uh, Spencer climbing out on his little uh, Batman cable there uh, on his own initiative without telling anybody what he was doing and creating a situation that you know could have potentially gotten numerous people hurt. Uh, smartest thing, I'm going to say uh, Tara jumping into action, uh, taking the initiative to save him in spite of himself. And standing up to Rick and flipping Rick off when Rick has a problem with what she's doing. Okay, questions raised by these episodes. What are some questions raised by these episodes uh, that make you go, hmm, what's going to happen next? I got a few. Anybody else got some? Go ahead. Let's see what we can add. Yeah, start us off. Well, I guess one question is, uh, is Daryl really going to not have a crossbow now? Because that seems sort of... Oh, my God, you're right. I forgot about that. (laughs) Can that's, we even that, imagine Daryl Dixon with no crossbow? What? I don't think we can. That's a good question, but I was thinking that he's getting it back. These people are going to be – we're going to see them again. He's going to get back. <laughs> it is kind of interesting how characters are starting to have almost their signature weapons and stuff at this point. <laughs> I do have one question, though. What's that? Who do you think is going to die next episode? <laughs> you mean the one you're watching now? Save it for predictions. Save it for predictions. No, no, I mean, no, not me. Well, we can, but, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I've seen it. I know who dies and doesn't die, but Rick Grimes dies. Talking. <laughs> yes, yes, Spoilers. of course. It's, it's, a, it's, I mean, not being able to hear it visually, it's going to be very interesting for us to, to uh, review it. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> Mike, you're going to hate it. <laughs> Mike's gonna... Let me ask another question. Do you think that Daryl, and Abraham and Sasha are going to make it back in time to Alexandria when the horde is obviously in, or are they going to do something else with getting his crossbow back? They have, they got to go on a uh, on on a hunt for the crossbow. I think yeah, hunt they, for the crossbow. Who's, who's on that help? Who's on that help call? Who's on it? The walkie. Well, it, I mean that's the question. Yeah. Who's on what? The walkie. The help, oh, call. the help call. Yeah. It pretty much has um, to be the people who stole his stuff because that's where the walkie was. They didn't, he didn't lose his walkie, did he? Yeah, he lost everything. Sure. I mean, he had a bag and his bike. They didn't. They threw the insulin on him. That's all he had. Uh huh. Okay. I don't know. Well, some people thought it was Glenn. Some people thought it was Rick, and no one could tell. But who was it? If I had to guess. I think it's probably somebody from Alexandria. I mean, that's that's where their next stop was going to be in that fuel truck. And, I mean, even if it was the guys that stole his stuff calling for help on the radio, wouldn't they tend to think that that was probably just another trap? I mean, why would you even respond to that? <laughs> I want my crossbow back. <laughs> want his motorcycle back, too. But... Daryl is a different character now than he was in season one. He is much more helpful. He may see these people as being more misguided than anything else because he sees himself as being good. Because Daryl is a good character. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't know. I mean, hopefully we'll find out. Hopefully it's not one of those 
little loopholes. They were like, yeah, we're never going to tell you. He is a good character, but uh, he's... I don't think he's a stupid character, and to me, if if the help actually came from those guys, he'd be stupid to try and follow that, to try and meet them somewhere, because, I mean, you don't know what the situation is. Doesn't mean he won't And they're certainly not trustworthy. What? Doesn't mean he won't be cautious, though. He does cautious. not have two people with him. He does not have two other people with him. I mean, seriously, he has two other people with him. They don't know about. Put them yeah. up, put Sasha and Abraham to the side. He'll go in. He'll take care and this dude, snipe, 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 stop shooting snipe. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I mean, there is, I mean, I mean, Daryl, I think, wants to help people. I don't yeah. think he wants to be the redneck asshole that he was portrayed early. But I think if he goes and helps these people, he wants to build a bridge. He wants to add to his community. And but if, but if they are not good people, he's going to have Abraham and Sasha basically killing. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he's probably written these guys off as not so good now that they've robbed him of all his stuff. <laughs> probably, but you have to understand the world they're in. He may see it as hit them doing what's best for them because he would do the same for himself. I mean, uh. even though he probably wouldn't now, but still, I mean. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Let's see. Um, were there some other questions? I feel like there was at least a couple more questions. Okay, uh, I got one. Uh, what do you, What do you guys think Carol is gonna do? Probably kill him. Kill uh, the wolf. Kill yeah. Morgan. Kill both of them. No, kill. Uh, I don't think kill she, the she doctor. No, no, I kill the wolf. I think. Kill the wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was I was uh, just thinking back to that scene from that other episode where Morgan uh, like spent all that time tying that dude up all nice, and then <laughs> she just runs up, shoots him, and then oh runs yeah, off again. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one of the Carol scenes I really didn't like. Really? I thought yeah. that was a pretty good rep- representation of Carol. I don't, I don't know. It was, but. The reason why I didn't like it is because they should have kept him alive so they can interrogate him. That's what the hell is he going to tell them? I don't think so, because at that point it's still the middle of the fight, and another wolf could just let that guy go. I mean, you Yeah, you guys were saying earlier, you're taking prisoners during the middle of a fight. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can't babysit the guy while the fight is on. You can't on. do that. You can't, you can't babysit him. You can't do that. Prisoners are going to be in what state of alive they're going to be. He was alive. They could have just taken him, put him down in the basement... Unlike the other wolf, who, by the way, turns Walking Dead fake spoilers. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um. Anybody else have any thoughts on what Carol's going to do uh, when she discovers this wolf? Or everybody thinks she's just going to kill the guy. She'll want to, but I think she'll get interrupted by the uh, chaos of the collapsing uh, tower. I heard uh, another uh, podcast, The Watching Dead Guys, uh, they thought that maybe Ter- Carol might be turning a cor- uh, corner on the whole uh, taking out uh, guys preemptively thing. They might be rethinking the harshness of her ways. I don't know about that. It's a, pr- it's a, pretty, it's a pretty big stretch. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, very big stretch. Could I, could I ask a question now? Sure. Uh, ask a question. What you got? Um, 
Hold on, hold on. It is what? I have a small question. Well, I had a question. What? The, where the hell did all the all the zombies go from where Glenn was? But we kind of answered that. I have another question. When Rick was uh, making the barricade, what was he hammering into? Because the whole thing was made out of, like you know, like corrugated iron and steel. So, like, what was he hammering into? Uh, well, I a think narrative. A narrative. I I think the posts. Some of the posts are wood, aren't they? No, no they were all steel. All steel. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I didn't follow what the hell he, he was doing. <laughs> I, I think didn't... it was a busy scene. <laughs> yeah. He was nailing so, the yeah. uh, zombies behind the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, quotes. Uh, anybody got some? Uh, any good quotes? I have one quote in particular that I quite liked. I have some quotes from the second episode. Ooh, I have my quote is also from the second episode. Want me to say it? Oh, uh, well, I only have one quote, so I guess let me go first, so you don't right. steal my one quote. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, killing is the only way you avoid becoming a monster. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Carol. Yeah. It's the same. I didn't have that one. Want me to say mine? Like sure, absolutely. What you got? I have a few from a show, and there was, uh, things aren't as simple as four words. And I, I have another from when she was talking with Rick. She's like, really? But I forget what she said after that. I forget what they were talking about. And then I... Oh, Tara, yeah. No, it was, uh, Michonne. Michonne and Rick. Oh, okay. And then I have one from Glenn. He says, you pointing a gun at me, and you call me the asshole? Yeah, 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 that was good. Is that it? Oh, uh, I have a quote. Oh, what you got? Crash. The tower. <laughs> I guess it's off topic, but uh, I did just want to say that I was expecting to be really super pissed, you know, at the whole Glenn resolution thing, but. 23 minutes to quarantine failure. I mean, while I didn't think it was great, it didn't really bother me. I, I, I liked it. didn't seem like they really dwelled on it really hard. It's they didn't. It didn't seem like they made a real big deal out of it, and. The way they did get him out of it, it didn't seem too contrived to me. Um, it was still a little contrived, but not too bad. I mean, I kind of got that he, you know, crawled under the thing, and then with the dead zombies on either side, uh, that would kind of mask the scent. Can I add and, to that? Sure. I just didn't care because I knew it was a contrived escape. I just, yeah. Like, oh, they did this, and they spent two weeks trying to keep us in suspense when we already knew that nothing yeah. was going to happen. I mean, it just, yeah. it, 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 they really dropped the ball on this. They really should have had him talking mm-hmm. to him that night saying, yeah, Glenn's probably dead. We don't know about, they shouldn't <laughs> have taken him out of the, they should not have taken him out of the, of, of the, of the uh, opening scene. Was they should not have done that. I mean, it just seemed so, <laughs> so, <laughs> the idea that I heard is that uh, it would have been better if they, instead of ending that that first episode with, you know, it looks like he's being eaten, uh, if they had simply just ended it with him stuck under the dumpster and with the zombies, you know, on either side and stuff. If they had been, left him... Hmm? It would have been better? Just seeing yeah, them, yeah. Just seeing them fall. Without well, any seeing them, seeing them fall would have been better. Uh, 
end it. Seeing him stuck under the dumpster but not dead, I think that would have been better. Ah, well. I agree. Either one of those, either just seeing him fall or him yeah. fall under would have been uh, better than them punking us. Making I mean, and that's what they did. They punked us. Yeah. I mean, for two weeks. I mean, but everyone was like, yeah, he's going to survive. We already know. I mean, they really should end it either the way you did, that we knew he survived, or the fall with Nick and that be it. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> that reminds me, too. Uh, and you guys might already be aware of this, but it surprised me when I saw it. I was watching, uh, I was watching, rewatching some of the older seasons of The Walking Dead, and I got to the the cliffhanger where they're all stuck in the train car, and at the end, uh, you know, where Rick says, "Oh, they're screwing with the wrong people," and we made we made a bunch of hay with that, and in the oh, DV now, DVD now so DVD, do what? Said we've come so far. Yeah, 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 but in the DVD version, in the Blu-ray version, now he actually does say they're fucking with the wrong people. <laughs> what if they redid the scene? Good to know, good to know. They just Language, Language. Yeah. What did you say, Steve? I wonder if they redid the scene or if they just had multiple cuts with, you know, him saying... Uh, no, scene. it looks like what they did was they they made, like, a shadow across his mouth so, so you couldn't see his lips, like, that they... You couldn't see his lips not matching up, and then they changed the dialogue to, to fucking. Um, that because that is the line from the comic, you know. That's why people were kind of pissed off because you know, why would he say screwing in that situation? He would say fucking, and uh, but uh, it's just funny to me that they they re-edited it to fix it for the release. <laughs> uh, okay, um, let's see. Uh, okay, I guess it's time for the Walker of the Week. Okay, this is the episode where we give our favorite walker of the week. I guess we can get one from each episode. Uh, Or uh, a character that we think behaved in a manner no better than a walker. So who gets your awards, Brian? What is his name? Tobin? Tobin? The kid? The kid? Ron? What's their faces? Ron? Ron, yes. Sam I mean, the one who wants to kill Carl, he gets Ron. mine. He gets mine for at least the last episode for the first episode. Okay. Um, oh God, I would say Abraham only because he's kind of nuts. But even though he's kind of come out of it, you know, I'm still waiting. <laughs> okay. All right. And how about you, Michael? Michael. Did we um, so no, sorry, sorry. Uh, my walk of the week for the first episode hands were a little busy. is going to be... I have the RPG zombie. Sorry, I don't have anything original. <laughs> That's original, I guess. Uh, for the second episode, I have Enid. Uh, I thought... Uh, <laughs> Goddamn Enid. Um, I have a reason here. Oh yeah, I have not answering the questions of a man who doesn't know the fate of his family and has just gone through a fucked up situation. <laughs> like she really wasn't given much to Glenn there when she first met him. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, Mr. Bad. Uh, and the first one, I'm gonna say Rick because I just thought he was an idiot. Um, you know. <laughs> and was Rick in the first one? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the second one. In the first <laughs> one, uh, it was the polythene mummified walkers. I thought that they were pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah those were pretty cool. And yeah. in the second one, I'm going to say Rick because just being a, a jerk. <laughs> okay. All right. And for myself, for the first one, um, hmm, uh, I guess I'll say uh, I'll give a, a a dual award for those two survivors uh, for turning on Daryl at the end of everything, uh, even though he did all that stuff to help him. Uh, yeah, screw those guys. And for the second episode, uh, I am going to. Uh, I think I gotta agree and say Rick. Rick was. Being awfully jerky. Um, although I'm almost tempted to give, I'll give an honorable mention for Morgan for continuing to uh, hide this wolf <laughs> yeah, in the middle God. of the sheep. <laughs> and he's, and he's, I mean, he's even admitted that he's conflicted about his philosophy. 16 minutes to quarantine failure. But you're hiding this thing from everybody else. That's, that's not cool at all. Does he get killed because of it? Yeah, I mean, especially after Rick, you know, faces him up with, oh, yeah, those guys you let go before, yeah, they attacked me and tried to shoot me with the gun you let them have. <laughs> and he's still hiding this thing, this guy. So, yeah, it's not good. Um, all right, uh, it's time for the Roger Award. Roger, and there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. Roger, move! Let's go, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Perfect. Roger! Roger, watch this! That is wild! Okay, this is the award we give. Um, each week for the character, or in this case, characters. 15 minutes to quarantine failure. My goodness, uh, the character who kicked the most ass, uh, but who uh, doesn't have plot armor, not a, uh, a main character who would probably be around for the whole series, but somebody who might potentially get killed off at some point, or maybe even got killed off in one of these two episodes. Uh, so who gets uh, your awards? Brian. Abraham for the first one, because he wanted to kick ass, but was told not to kick ass, but I think he <laughs> could kick a lot of ass. Um, <laughs> the last one... Um, that's a hardy because no one really killed anybody. I'd say probably what was it? Was it Tara that was on the tower? Or was it yes, Tara? I think Tara was on the tower shooting those zombies while a uh, douchebag tried to get across. So I'll yes. give it to her or whoever that character was. Yeah, that's Tara. Fist bump. <laughs> All right, uh, Michael. Uh, for the first one, I have Abraham. For the second one, I have Glenn. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, and Mr. Bad. Oh, um, for the first one, Sasha. She uh, she's been always been good with the automatic weapons. She helped deal with those pursuers, um, and she's getting her shit together uh, and showing good sense. And uh, you cannot have somebody who has their shit together and who's smart survive in Kirkman's apocalypse. It's just <laughs> too boring. So uh, she's not long for the world. And in the uh, second right. one, I'm going to agree with uh, Brian and go with Tara. You know, she kicked ass, and she's happy, um, so she's going to die. <laughs> All right, and uh, I'll go in reverse order and agree with uh, Brian and Mr. Bad. Uh, with Tara, I'll give it to her. Um, I thought she kicked ass, killing, saving Spencer and standing up to Rick. 
And, you know, I definitely think she could die. I don't necessarily think that she will, but I think she could. And for the first episode, um, what the heck? I'll give it to Sasha, too. I thought she did pretty good that episode. Um, I would give it to Daryl, but kind of feels like he has plot armor. And at the same time, uh, he really got played at the end there. So I'll give it to Sasha. I don't really have anything for zombie analysis. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to think if I, I let me. Th- uh, I guess uh, we'll do the survival segment. I'll come up with something while the. Give me that dog. What do you mean? I mean, give me that dog. What are you gonna do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb's life will go off. The dog's gotta go. We're gonna need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's gotta go. Don't you touch Won't do you any good to cry. It's all over. For a little while, you'll be thanking me. Get rid of that dog and help it off a lot. Oh, my God. You'll be glad we don't have that extra pair of lungs when you're laying here gasping for breath. Okay, in tonight's scenario, uh, you are a, uh, I guess, a significant uh, member of a community such as Alexandria that's surrounded by zombies like Alexandria is. Uh, you got some walls, and you're up on the walls, and you see that uh, one of your guys has uh, taken it upon himself to uh, climb out on a cable. Uh, don't know why. It's hooked to another building, uh, and it looks like the cable's going to break, so... What do you do? What's the plan, Brian? You try to make sure that he can get back up the wall safely without being bitten. Hopefully, uh, using firearms. Uh-huh. Hopefully not, but more likely you're going to. You're not going to stop him from doing it because I'm assuming by your survival segment he's already doing it. So yeah, uh, he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> they did in the show pretty much is what most people probably would do. They would try oh, okay. to make sure that he's safe and he can get back up and then pull him up. Okay. You wouldn't, uh, Rick's idea was potentially to use the guy as a distraction and, and actually get out and lead the zombies away. You wouldn't go with that option? No, because I wouldn't have been thinking about it at that point. I'd be thinking, like, what is this idiot doing? Get him up! <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, Michael. Well, I guess. Is the idea that I could either, you know, save him or do, I guess, what Rick was mentioning and, like, use it as an opportunity to go do something else, like get to a car or something? I don't know, but I that would never dawn on me in that situation, and in, long story short, I would just save him. I, that's about it. <laughs> well, now, um, just to clarify, uh, he, he hasn't necessarily failed or fallen down yet. Because uh, oh. li- like in the episode, when they first spot him, I mean, he's not falling down. They just see him climbing out on this cable, and you're like, what the heck's going on here? So I guess your options are to try and get the guy to come back, or if he falls down, to get him back in. To try to, I guess, back him up real quick to see if he can succeed in whatever it is he's trying to do. Or to, I guess, use him as a distraction like Rick was talking about or in maybe some other stuff I haven't thought of. But you're you're still sticking with I uh, just basically get him back inside. I mean, 
So therefore, I'm thinking, what else can you do but prepare for the fail and then get him to safety? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, like, yeah. come on. It's <laughs> pretty much what Rick was doing. But he was all in danger. We have to waste ammo to help oh, um, but, By the way, that is a question I had that I never asked. What the hell was he doing? Well, he tells us what he was doing. Yeah, no, he but, was... like, why was everybody else helping him? Why was why was everybody else helping him? Yes, like did they just feel like it? Well, yeah, they didn't want him to get, get killed. <laughs> and watch him get torn to bits. Why wouldn't they help him? No, not after he started falling, but his his plan. Like why would why wouldn't they just encourage him or discourage his plan in general? He didn't tell anybody. They didn't know he was going to do it till he was out on the cable. Eight minutes to quarantine failure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, Mr. Bad. Well, if I'm if I'm prepared, and Mr. Bad is always prepared in the zombie apocalypse, that means I would always be carrying my trusty harpoon, my weapon uh. of choice in the zombie apocalypse. So I would have done, you know, a, uh, uh, a Captain Ahab had speared him with my harpoon and then hauled mm. his ass up that way. And that would have taught him a good lesson and uh, as <laughs> well as gotten my uh, frustration out. Now, a uh, two-part question. Uh, part one, is this just a harpoon or a harpoon gun? And Ooh. question number two. I would like what? to have a harpoon gun. What, what, what? I what? say I would like to have a harpoon gun. I do not have one. Okay. And... Uh, the second part of the question is, why is a harpoon your weapon of choice in the zombie apocalypse? It's a nice pointy object and, you know, like a spear. Uh, no, Steve, you've told me this many times that you don't want a pointy object because it would get stuck. No. Yeah, especially a harpoon, which is designed to get, to get stuck. get stuck. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. You're essentially tethering yourself to a zombie using your weapon. <laughs> That could come in handy in certain circumstances, you know? Uh, certain circumstances. I can't believe you're rationally, you know, uh, pulling apart my uh, my theory there. Uh, oh, my gosh. That would be hard. Other, to, uh, get some baleen out of that have, zombie. Uh, zombie baleen. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, I thought what they did was good. Try to throw uh. him a rope. Try to get him in, you know. Yeah. Risk your life. I don't know if I would risk my life. Um, I don't think... Leaning over, uh, it's dangerous, but I don't, I don't want to see that as risking my life. It's a yeah. I would Rick, not have jumped I mean, down. Put it that way. I would not have jumped down and fought off the zombies while he got away. That's not yeah. what I have done. If and none Michael, of them did. If Michael had <laughs> fallen down, I might have. I might do that, but no. Uh, yeah. Dumbass yeah. Spencer, I'll uh, I'll shoot the zombies as much as I can, or pull them yep. on a rope, but you know. Yep. Oh, and did you catch that uh, Tara uh, had uh, some of the other guys fire their guns at a different section of the wall so the, the zombies wouldn't all swarm that section where she was shooting? I recall her saying that. Yeah, she was pretty smart. Um, yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. Okay, let's go with uh, predictions and theories. The Dharma Initiative ordered the this man and his team created a series of equations which tell us, with a high degree of probability, where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window. 
determined extrapolating sound and vision okay here's the uh, segment where we each give a prediction for what we think is going to happen by the end of this uh, particular season spoiler free uh brian was asking uh who's gonna die in this week's episode this the next episode um can't see give my predictions what bastard it's probably best i what no it's probably best i don't give my predictions i've seen it so okay Okay. yeah that's not much of a prediction you want me to give my prediction i can give you the entire prediction (laughs) no i don't uh, well, they have Let's to be spoiler see. free. Rick though. dies. Carl dies. Michonne dies. Yeah, Daryl is not even in the episode, and he dies. No, Sasha, Abraham, everyone dies. Warning: four minutes to quarantine failure. Oh a huge guy to keep, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Prediction. Looks like. Quick, quick. Okay, uh, uh, Brian or uh, Michael, uh, who do you think's gonna die? If anybody, think that that wolf that. Uh... Morgan has is gonna die. I think that. Hold on, hold on. I got this. I think that Glenn's gonna die. I think that. Wow. Yeah, I think that Morgan is gonna die, uh-huh. and I think that Abraham's gonna die. Wow. Okay. A lot of death. All right, Mr. Ben. Tara. Tara's gonna die. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, and uh, I don't think really. Uh, I think. I don't think any of the main characters are really going to die in this next episode. Um, maybe that girl, um, Rick is sweet on, and maybe uh, one or both of her kids. I could see that happening. Jesse, that would be Ron, hilarious. Sam. What? Jesse. That her name's Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. I could see finishing that family off completely. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, I and probably that wolf is not long for this world as soon as uh, Carol sees him. But uh, that's about it, really. Um, general prediction. General prediction. You general guys prediction. Are zero percent wrong. Good. <laughs> quick, quick, oh, I, I have a general uh, prediction. Quick, quick. Yep. I think that Abraham's RPG is going to blow some the shit out of something. Awesome, <laughs> and I will predict. Uh, that Daryl will get his crossbow back by the end of the season. It's, it's like Indiana Jones in his and, hat. He's, and he's I will double it. down on Michael and say that uh, they will use the RVG to blow up the oil van to set up a big explosion and fire, and that will save the day. The zombies will hear the explosion and, and follow the flames to their death. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad, Steve. Okay, uh, Brian, you got what, something for us? I've seen the last episode. Blah, blah, well, blah, blah. Predict, blah, blah, predict blah. something past that. Oh, past that? Um, I'm thinking that uh, Jesse's little son is going to be eaten alive, and it's going to be an epic scene. Awesome. I bet we get to see that uh, either in the show or on fake spoilers. <laughs> we will next season. Next, next, next season. Time. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I don't it's think it's time for the spoiler quarantine. We have less than three minutes left. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's so no I, quarantine this so week. I can say whatever the fuck I One minute to quarantine failure. Hey! Oh, uh, that's it. Dies! You're all fucking wrong! Warning. Okay, gang, well, I'm glad you could uh, join us this week. Uh, looks like our time is up. Gotta push the button. Uh, 40 seconds to quarantine failure. Well, okay, gang, uh, from all of us here at the Dharma Initiative, uh, thank you, namaste, and good.
Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. No, no, I, I wasn't. I would never. Something wrong with me? I, I would. I would never have sex. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I'm. I'll have sex with you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.